0: Today we celebrate this amazing feast of the Epiphany, which means manifestation. That's the word epiphany means. The adoration of the Magi, of the wise men in Bethlehem. It's one of the most vivid, colorful, and exotic images of the whole Bible. And our creep scenes borrow only their central concept from the Gospel of Matthew. All the rest comes from the first reading from the prophet Isaiah. The camels, the wealth of these wise men, all those are borrowed from this prophecy that we heard from the first reading. The prophet Isaiah, 800 years before Christ, when the people of Israel was in exile, he foresees an amazing thing in the future. He was not portraying a particular moment, but his vision was looking like centuries ahead. And what he was seeing is that after so much time of darkness and disappointment, he prophesied that one day a light will shine forth from Zion, a light that will illuminate the whole world, a moment where the earth will be filled with the joy of an unexpected brilliance. And Isaiah foresees that and promises that one day people will see that. So what is precisely the epiphany, the manifestation that today we celebrate? On the one hand, today's feast worships in the worship of a wise man from the East, symbolizes and anticipates that this light of Bethlehem is for all nations, that Christ is for all men. It's a beautiful anticipation that Jesus was born to be king of every human heart. And we could picture this, that these wise men are the first of a vast pilgrimage that for 2,000 years have recognized in this newborn their king and savior. They inaugurated an unending pilgrimage of men and women from east and the west, from north and south, that can recognize in this newborn child their king. But on the other hand, this feast and this portrays a second and unique aspect of our faith. The adoration of the wise man is an amazing example of how important in spiritual life are faith and reason. It's a unique scene to contemplate how important to be a man, a woman of faith, we need both faith and reason. John Paul II famously said, faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. What a beautiful image. We need two wings, faith and reason. And it's, I think it's so significant to ponder this aspect, the intellectual aspect of our faith in our times. Because for decades, our culture consistently has divorced faith from reason, placing them in two different compartments. It, our culture tends to reduce reason just to the mathematical, scientific, and empirical reason, and to reduce faith just to a personal subjective act. So reason belongs to the public sector, and faith would be reduced just to the private sector. But let's look at the magi and see what they can teach us about how faith and reason interact these wise men were not fortune tellers to be a wise man at the time of jesus meant people that had been dedicated their whole lives to study to not only to explore sacred writings but the nature they were men that pursued wisdom we could tell people that today we'll call scientific people that were really on hard sciences there's different scenes where we see how their reason had their faith. The first scene they say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. By saying we have seen the star, they are saying that our reason has helped us to reach this point. We have trust our intelligence to bring us to Bethlehem. The created world can speak about our creator. There's no opposition between reason and faith. They were guided by the star. And by saying we have come to worship him, they are saying, if this is true where our intelligence is leading us, then this newborn deserves worship. That's an act of faith, to worship him. In the next scene, we see that they are listening attentively to the scribes, that they are pointing out that Bethlehem, according to scripture, is the place where the the newborn must born. And again, here we see an example where faith empowers reason to keep on seeking. Faith can lead our intelligence to explore our faith to know more about the teachings of the church, not just to remain in a doubt, but to look further. That is what is happening with the Magi, to consider new aspects of the truth. And finally, the gospel says, the star which they had seen in the East went before them till it came to rest over the place where the child was. And of course, this was a miracle. It's not possible that a star may move from the east to where the place Jesus was. But isn't it a compelling symbol? Can we not see in this event of this star resting over Jesus an image of how faith and reason combines in Jesus, how faith and reason were waiting for this newborn to be reconciled between them? We believe in the Catholic Church that faith and reason can never contradict themselves because God created both. God is the author of reason, God is the the author of faith. And yet in this sin, we see how they help each other. For example, if they had only seen the star, that wouldn't be enough. The mere belief that a king of the Jews would be born that wouldn't be enough. It was the interaction between what the, their intelligence was saying and their belief that helped them to arrive to the feet of Jesus. They understood and loved the one who they were worshiping. So allow me to suggest two takeaways. I think, number one, this feast, through this feast, the Lord is calling us, and it's also calling me for sure, to revalue the importance of the intellectual aspect of our faith, to revalue the importance of of an ongoing formation. In this world, it's not enough to to, to come to Sunday Mass. If you want to be a man, a woman on fire, you need more than Sunday Mass. I'm sorry to say that, but it's the truth. Because we live in a culture that wants to, in some way, make us be afraid of our faith, threatens our faith. So we need to feed our intelligence. We we want this year to be a year of growth. We need to invest in our intelligence. John Henry Newman was one of the saints most convinced about the importance of intellectual formation. And speaking to the lay people of his time, he said, what I desire in Catholics It's the gift of bringing out what the religion is. I want a laity, not arrogant, not rash in speech, not quarrelsome, but men who know the religion, who enter into it, who know just where they stand, who know what they hold and what they do not, who know their creed so well that they can give an account of it, who know so much of history that they can defend it. I want an intelligent, well-instructed laity. I wish to enlarge your knowledge, to cultivate your reason, to get an insight into the relationship of truth to truth, to learn to view the things as they are, to understand how faith and reason stand to each other. What are the basis and principle of Catholicism? What a text the Lord wants of this community, a well-instructed community, so that we may, may be a light for the sea, a light that, is, that stands and enlightens others. And the second practical takeaway, I want to invite you to make a New Year resolution that entails growing in, in your faith, regarding the intellectual aspect of your faith. I want to encourage you to pick one theme or one book that you want to deepen during this year. Maybe an issue that is not so easy for you about the faith. Maybe something that someone in your family brought up, your co-workers, a friend. Maybe like an issue that is not easy to defend. I want to encourage you to deepen on that. Maybe the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Maybe how to interpret the Word of God. Maybe how to face the problem of evil, where we stand as Catholics, and so on. And so that nobody may feel exempted, we have included at the end of your song sheet five recommendations. Because maybe one can say, "I, I don't know any book about this. Well, there's five that you can, good starters. Five books that really can help you. You can choose another one, but that's something to start with. So today, the Epiphany speaks to us about faith and reason, these two wings that the Lord has given us. I invite you that during communion, you may use both to imitate this wise man. They said that they fell down and worshiped Jesus.